Welcome, friends, to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy in studio with us on this edition as a very important moment occurs in all of, well, Christian history when the uh, the Pope of Rome, the Bishop of Rome, that is the typically referred to as the Pope, has come out and approved of same-sex couple blessings that apparently doesn't resemble marriage, but is a blessing upon same-sex couples. And uh, this is in line with his previous support of the sin of homosexuality. Pope Francis has formally approved letting Catholic priests bless same-sex couples, the Vatican announced uh, just this week on Monday. It's a radical shift in policy that aimed at making the church more inclusive while maintaining its strict ban on gay marriage. And the same thing applies, by the way, to Italy. Italy allows for same-sex couples, but not same-sex marriage, one of the few nations that hasn't uh, completely endorsed uh, homosexual marriage. And yet the church of Rome is taking the lead at this point. Now, this is similar to what happened with the Anglican church a couple of months ago, Bill, when the... uh, the convocation of the bishops as well as the uh, the laity came together and approved of uh, blessings for same-sex couples in uh, through the Anglican Church. Now, it was interesting also that the bishops went for it on a two-to-one ratio, but uh, the laity on a, I think it was about 104 to 100, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a very close vote so for the laity. 50, 50. But the the leadership of the Anglican Church is much more head over heels uh, in support of homosexuality than were the more conservative laity. Now, what I think what's instructive about this is if you look at church history or the history of the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church is, was always perceived as conservatism, you know, as the conservatives and the liberals fought it out in Mexico in the 1820s and Argentina and Brazil, it was always the Catholic Church maintaining conservatism against the liberal ideologies of the universities creeping into South America. And to this point, the Catholic Church has been perceived as conservative on issues like abortion and homosexuality, but even that's going away. So the fact that they were a traditionalist church indicated they maintained something of a political or moral conservatism, but that's going away. Yeah, it's there's there's just the, the shell of conservatism. Yeah, and we're not saying that moral and... Uh, and, uh, you know, conservatism on family issues is all it takes to be uh, an Orthodox church. They've abandoned other biblical doctrines over the last 1,000 years, but now they're jettisoning even the externalistic conservative elements of the, Christ- of the Catholic Church and Christianity, and that would be uh, in endorsing and embracing the absolute worst possible sexual abominations, which, which uh, Pope Francis has done. Yeah, I I don't understand the difference between blessing the same sex couple and performing the marriage ceremony. What what is the difference? Well, as, as, I, as long as it doesn't resemble a marriage ceremony, is what, the is the language. Well, but what does that mean? What they're coming to is that they they are endorsing the immorality of the homosexual form of sexuality, while at the same time maybe a little bit less liberal on the issue of reversing 6,000 years of God's institution of marriage to one man to one woman. So I, I think it's just a little bit of conservatism sort of hanging in there with these Anglican prelates, and same thing for the um, uh, for what's happening in the 
Catholic Church. You you mentioned uh, the what happened in Mexico in the 1920s, and uh, there's an there's an excellent film on that called For Greater Glory, the true story of the Cristiada, which is the the Marxist actually took over Mexico and they banned the Catholic Church. They banned um, priests from wearing vestments. They banned uh, people from attending church and the uh, people of Mexico rose up in, in rebellion mm-hmm. against that. Yeah. And they they brought that to an end. And so, you know, there there is that conservative element and uh, and but we don't see that anymore. Um, if if people want to check that out, it's Andy Garcia who stars in that. Pope Francis has gone over the edge, my friends, and endorsed uh, the idea of homosexual relationships, homosexual sin. He's uh, he wants Catholic priests blessing same-sex couples now, and that uh, comes from the Vatican as of Monday this week. Be back with more in just a moment on Generations. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. Back on the Generations broadcast, Kevin Swanson with you. Pope Francis has approved letting Catholic priests bless same-sex couples. That's an announcement from the Vatican just come down on this week, Monday. And the Catholic Church has been perceived as something of the conservative bastion for human society. And that would be for, I'd say, the last four or five hundred years. And yet, they're going the way of the liberals. Conservatism, traditionalism, which is what the church, the, the Catholic Church, has been promoting for a very long time. In fact, you know, sometimes they go back to the Latin masses as if that's somehow going to preserve humanity, you know, or preserve the faith. If we just, you know, bring the Latin mass back, maybe that will help. This idea of traditionalism and conservatism is not enough, Bill. It's not enough. It's not enough to salvage politics. It's not enough to salvage the religious faith. It's not enough to salvage morality at this point. No, and then tradition can be helpful, but tradition does not replace truth. And that's the issue, because they're not going back to the Word of God. They've evidently held on to tradition for a very long time, thinking somehow that would preserve human society, perhaps even preserve the faith, but that's not the case. You you have to form your worldview and your perspectives on morality 
on biblical doctrine relating to soteriology, et cetera, et cetera, on the Word of God. You know, I, I, I raised the question, you know, what's the difference between a blessing and, 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 and an actual marriage ceremony? And USA Today um, addresses that issue in their article, and they, they talk about the document that the Pope issued offers an extensive definition of the term blessing. It says, ultimately, a blessing offers people a means to increase their trust in God. The request for a blessing thus expresses and nurtures openness to the transcendence, mercy, and closeness to God in a thousand concrete circumstances of life, which is no small thing in the world in which we live. It's a seed of the Holy Spirit that must be nurtured, not hindered, end quote. Now, what does that mean? It means, when I read that, that these people believe that God exists. And well, that's about it. Yeah, so does so do the demons. Mm-hmm. They believe that 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 God is, and it's there. But there's a difference in putting your trust in Him, and just acknowledging that He does exist. Well, the Catholic Church is barely hanging on to some semblance of institutional uh, strength or integrity, and it's uh, even that's uh, starting to fade away. Way back in you know fifteen hundreds, if, if somebody committed you know these mortal sins or whatever it was, it was all about penance. It was all about you know um, indulgences and such. But now it's it's just hey, it's all okay. Uh, just come on down to the church, uh, you know, try to respect the church, try to include the church in your schedule twice a year if possible, and perhaps a baptism for your child or two, and uh, we can continue to count you as a member of the church. So, in other words, at this point, they're pleading and borrowing from every element of society. There is absolutely no fear of God before their eyes. There's no respect for biblical morality anymore in the Catholic Church, uh, at least at the highest echelons of the church. And that at this point, you know, obviously the grace of God, you know, necessary to, to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness seems to be uh, pretty much on the back burner at this point. Yeah. Pope uh, says people seeking quote, God's love and mercy end quote, should not be subjected to an quote, exhaustive moral analysis. Right. End quote. Exactly. In other words, uh, no more con- confession of sin necessary right? right i mean come on don't we don't need to saddle people with such a hassle anymore as confession of sin well, let alone penance or anything else well um that's pretty much the dissolution of the entire faith i mean it's all gone now it's all gone not you know the reformed and the protestant church would say it was gone a long time ago but at this point they've even jettisoned the possibility of biblical ethics or biblical law speaking to the area of ethics and having any kind of influence whatsoever on church members let alone the rest of society. Right. But that's not it's not um, isolated to the Catholic Church. I I had a conversation with an elected official who has since come out and moved in with his his male lover and and he was a Protestant. Yeah, Protestant mm-hmm. and and uh, evangelical. Really, came yeah, from an evangelical yeah. background. Yeah, pretty, pretty well known Christian. Pretty well known family in the state of Colorado. I'd right. add, right? right. And mm-hmm. you know, he gave me a biblical definition of what it means to be a Christian. But he would say, you know, that that his Jesus is love. And, yeah, but mm-hmm. there's no, which is almost exactly what Francis is saying. That's exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You know that there's no moral accountability. It's just, we just need to love one another. And they make love a feeling rather than an act of the will based on a standard, which is God's word. 
Well, it's also a, an abandonment of all of church history. I mean, you know, the Catholic Church likes to pretend that somehow they hold on to some semblance of what the church fathers taught, but that's that's pretty much gone as well. And uh, so, you know, if you go back into church history, and we do this in Keep the Faith on Sexuality, you find Augustine condemned the sin of sodomy and endorsed a civil penalty for the crime in uh, his Confessions. Here's a quote from Augustine, Therefore, those offenses which be contrary to nature are everywhere, and at all times to be held in detestation and punished, such were those of the sodomites which should all nations commit. They should all be held guilty of the same crime by the divine law, which hath not so made men that they should in that way abuse one another. Then again, city of God, he refers to Sodom after this promise. Lot was delivered out of Sodom and fiery rain from heaven turned into ashes that whole region of the impious city where custom had made sodomy as prevalent as laws have elsewhere made other kinds of wickedness. And also John Chrysostom, I mean, all the way through church history, you find this certain thing. Uh, speaking of Romans 1, 26 to 27, all of these affections were vile, but chiefly the mad lust after males for the soul is more than suffer in sins and more dishonored than the body and diseases. The men have done an insult to nature itself and yet more disgraceful thing than those there is when even the women seek after these intercourses and sundry other books of the philosophers, one may see full of this disease, but we do not therefore say that the thing was made lawful, but that they who received this law were pitiable and objects for many tears, for these are treated in the same way as women that play the whore, or rather their plight is more miserable, for in the case of the one, the intercourse, even if lawless, is yet according to nature, but this is contrary to both law and nature, for even if there were no hell, no punishment had been threatened, this would be worse than any punishment. So that would be a Chrysostom homily from uh, Romans chapter 1. And what he's saying is, he's saying the sin of homosexuality even worse than prostitution. Right. Right. In that particular statement. Well, I could go on and on. Church councils uh, took this issue up uh, over and over again. The Council of Ansira relaxed uh, some of the sanctions, but Elvira uh, required uh, excommunication for this particular sin, uh, as did uh, Basil the Great equated the sin of adultery to the sin of homosexuality in reference to church censures. Here's what Basil the Great said. He who is guilty of unseemliness with males will be under discipline for the same time as adulterers, and so on and on it goes. I, I give an entire section on this particular thing. And the fact of the matter is, this this whole uh, capitulation to the pagan lifestyle of homosexuality has come about in just the last 20, 30 years. And the church, the Protestant church and the Catholic church have been saying, hey, wait for me, wait for me, let me catch up to you uh, for all of you know the, the uh, secular... Uh, powers that have uh, legitimized this abomination. Yeah, you're right. The, the church is running after the world and trying to keep up with the the descent into the abyss that the world has has taken. Rather than setting the standard and holding the line, they are caving. Any way you look at it, the church is going to have to be semper reformanda. That is, we are going to have to always reform. We are going to have to come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. And that applies to the liberal Protestant denominations, the evangelical denominations that are uh, capitulating to this lawless, autonomous approach to, to law, to ethics. So, yeah, we're at an age now, Bill, where we're going to have to uh, express a biblical reforming agenda at every point and that's what we expect from our churches that uh, our uh, pastors will preach the law of god call men and women to repentance 
and to faith in Jesus Christ, because let's remember, this is a gospel issue. Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins, rose again from the dead on the third day, and uh, we, we do not allow any class of sinners to exempt themselves from the grace of God in this one. Uh, indeed, Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins, and sin must be defined as the transgression of the law of God. And if you begin to uh, water down the definition of God's law, especially as it applies to the sins of sexuality, uh, you're watering down the definition of sin and you're destroying the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're effectively saying that the gospel of Jesus Christ is ineffective and powerless uh, to save homosexuals from their sins as well as you know any other sinner. So that's that's where we begin to see a breakdown of the gospel message. And this is, again, the most horrific a turning away from the word of God, from the standard of God's word in the gospel that we have seen in all of Christian history. And yeah. I don't think I'm exaggerating on this one. And again, it applies as much to the Protestants, as much to the liberal evangelicals as it does to the Catholics today. Right. And I think I think there is a, a clear line that's being drawn between those who are believers and those who are merely acknowledgers traditionalists yeah traditionalists mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all right it's not just tradition my friends that's not going to salvage the christian church is going to be to get back to the word of god itself as our standard well that wraps up this edition of the generations broadcast I encourage you to the book keep the faith on sexuality and family and uh, just a little book some 150 pages it's a hardback but it's uh power packed and uh, addresses some of the more controversial issues of the day but critical issues of the day it's called uh, keep the faith on sexuality available at generations.org this is kevin swanson and bill jack inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation